Well, we're going to get started. Let's open up in prayer. Amen. Like Pastor Marcus said, we're going to be a participator. Amen. Participating in the flow, like Reverend Joel talked about last week. Participating in the flow. Step into the flow. Yielding to the Holy Spirit. Yielding. Being a yielded vessel isn't stopping. It's participating in the flow. Amen? Amen. Amen. Father God, we come to you this morning, Lord, and we thank you. We thank you for all that you have done in our lives. And we thank you for this service, Lord. I thank you for utterances that come forth by the Spirit. In Jesus' name, we say, have your way. Say, have your way in this service. In Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Well, I've been meditating. Uh, I feel a little hot. I feel a little a little loud, if you could turn me down just a tad there. Praise the Lord. I've been meditating um, <clears throat> in Romans 4, so we're going to go there. Amen? Amen? Let's open up our Bibles this morning to Romans chapter 4. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God has uh, great plans for us. Great plans for your family. Great plans for this church. Uh, great plans for your own life. But how many of you know that we have to be... Um, participators in that plan. That's right. There's something that we have to do for that plan to be accomplished. Amen? Yeah. Uh, God has a plan. He has made us something. But if we don't come in line with His plan, we won't walk it out. Wouldn't that be sad if you went to, if you went to heaven and God said, you didn't fulfill all the plan that I had for your life. Yeah. There was so much more. And your plan that I had for your life was going to impact other people, not just you, right? Yeah. And so we, we want to make sure that we are doing all that God has called us to do, and we are co-laboring with Him. I said we're co-laborers with Him in this life. Amen? God doesn't do anything on this earth apart from us. God doesn't do anything on this earth apart from our coming together with Him. The Bible calls us co-laborers. That means there's something we're going to have to do. There's something that we're going to have to say. There's some movement we're going to have to make for the plan of God to come to pass in our lives. Amen. Hallelujah. So Romans chapter 4, we're going to look at Abraham. He was the father of faith. Did you know that? Did you know the Bible calls you the children of Abraham? In the spirit, when you become born again and you've asked Jesus into your life, he becomes your father in the faith. Why is he the father in the faith? Because he knew how to walk by faith. He was our great example. Amen. How many of you are believing God for some things this year? I keep saying, you know, this is my best year yet. I said, it's my best year yet. You know, yesterday I was with someone and they were complaining about how horrible this year was. And I just wanted to say, I could barely get a word in edgewise, but I wanted to say, no, it's our best year yet. And you can come and agree with that anytime you want to. Right? It's not the worst year. It's the best year yet. God gave us the words for this year. And that will become, this year will become what you call it to be. See, God always gives us words in advance. People go, oh, well, that person missed it. They said it was our best year yet. No, God said, this is our best year yet. And if I take what God said and I speak the words that he said, he gave me those words for a reason, so that this would become my best year yet. Because he called it that. So I'm going to come in agreement with him, and I'm going to say, it's my best year yet. 
That's what faith does. Faith speaks things into existence. Right, uh, uh, if I could say, contrary to what the situation looks like. That's a life of faith. That's being a Christian. That's being Christ-like. That's what Jesus did. He spoke things into existence contrary to what the circumstances look like. He didn't come in line with the circumstances and go, well, this is, you know, when he saw the fig tree, yeah, fig tree, it didn't produce fruit, and walk on. He spoke something into existence. He said, you're not going to produce fruit anymore. He spoke the end result. He didn't go around talking about, I can't believe the fig tree didn't give us any fruit. He didn't talk about the circumstances. He didn't talk about what he saw. He didn't talk about how he felt. I said, he didn't talk about how he felt and what he saw. He spoke the end result of what he wanted to produce in his life. That is our example. We are to be speaking. What do I want in my life? What is the end result that I want to see in my finances? What is the end result I want to see in my kids? I want to see in my church. What is the end result? Because that's all that I will speak. Because the Bible says death and life are in the power of the tongue. So don't be speaking death out of your life, out of your mouth. Amen? Praise God. Romans 4, I'm sure you're there by now, verse 3. What says the scripture? Abraham believed God. Say believed. believed. You should underline that. A lot of people think they believe God, but they really don't. They say they believe God, but their words don't line up with what God said about them. Their words don't line up about what God said about this year, what God said about their kids, what God said about their marriage. See, when you believe God, your words will line up. And when your words line up, your actions will line up. Amen? He believed God, and it says, It was counted unto him for righteousness. Come on. The Bible says he trusted. What does believe God? It means I trust in him. I trust that what he said will come to pass. What he said will come to pass. And I'm not going to let go of it. Because I believe that God is a faithful God. Is he faithful? Come on. Now let's go down to a verse. This is where we're going to get into Abraham here. Got to find it here. Verse uh, 17. Says, as it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. So God's telling Abraham, I have made you something. God's telling you, River Church, I've made you something. I've made you a new creature in Christ. I've made you a new man. I've made you a new woman. I've made you the healed. I've made you uh, full of love. I've made you to have a peaceful mind. I've made you to have a blessed life. See, God has made us something. He told Abraham, I've made you something. God's made you something. When you became born again, He made you something. But just because He made you something doesn't mean you'll walk in it. You know, how many of you know that this nation has gone through, many of our young people uh, have gone through an identity crisis. They don't know what God made them. Right? They don't know, are they a boy or a girl? They don't know. They're confused. Right? See, I know God made me a woman. He made me a female, right? But it's up to me to walk in that. Because there's some women, God made them females, 
but they've chosen not to be a female. You know what I'm saying? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> they've chosen to, to identify with something other than what God created them to be. See, in the spirit, God's created you to walk certain things out. There are benefits to your identity in Christ. And the enemy, just like he does in the natural, he'll try to pull you from your identity. Right? Doesn't he do that to the young people or, or people of all ages? Tries to, to pull them from, they are, a ma- they are a woman. Tries to confuse them to tell them, no, you're a man. No, God made you a woman. You're a woman. Walk out being that woman, right? The enemy will try and come and do the same thing in the spirit. There are things that belong to you in Christ. You have benefits in him. He's made you some things. But if you don't uh, take what he has made you, if you don't walk that out, you'll never experience the fullness of his plan for your life. Right? So God said, I've made you. I've made you the father of many nations. Was he the father of many nations at that time? No. Was he the father of one nation at that time? No. Was he the father of three children at that time? No. Was he the father of one child at that time? No. He had no kids. He had, he, he had no seed. There was nobody. Zilch. Zero. Nada. Nothing. And God said, I've made you the father of many nations. What I love about the Lord is, (laughs) he calls those things that be not as though they were. And it's up to us to say, I'm walking in that. Because he's made you some things. Right? So he said, I've made you the father of many nations. But here he is, there was no nations. There was no nation and there was no son. Come on. There was none of that. But Abraham didn't look at what he saw. River Church, are you looking at what you see in the natural? Are you looking at your finances, at your kids, how they're acting, what they're doing, what the doctor's report says, what the teacher says, what your... Uh, what your bill says, what are you looking at? Because Abraham easily could have looked at the natural. You know, the natural, it's not hard to see. It's right in front of you every day. You see it. Matter of fact, it's loud, right in front of your face. Right in front of your face. You see it. And you have to choose. As a church, we have to choose. I'm not going to look at the natural. I wasn't born... River Church, you were not born to look at the natural things. Because natural things are subject to change. You were not born to look at the natural. And if you start getting in the natural and you start looking at, well, you know, my mind says I could have this. Or the the bank says I might be able to get this. See, that's the natural. And if you stay in that natural realm, you'll never walk out the fullness of what God has created you to become. Amen. And so that's why we look at his word. We look at his word to see what has he made me? What's in his word? What do I need to put in my mouth to become? God gave him a name. He changed his name from Abram to Abraham. That means Abraham means father of many nations. So every time Sarah said, 
Abraham, she was saying, Father of many nations, Father of many nations, Father of many nations, I need you to, to barbecue tonight. Father of many nations, I need you to dump the trash. Father of many nations, uh, can, you, can, you wash the, can you wash the donkey? You know, he was, She was calling him what God called him. Come on. So let's keep reading. Um, where were we here? Verse 17. So he said, I've made you a father of many nations, before whom he believed, even God, who quickens the dead. You know what that means? He gives life to the dead. There's nothing dead in your life that can't come back alive. I said, there's nothing dead in your life that can't come back alive. Your marriage isn't dead. Your finances aren't dead. That relationship, that's not dead. Come on. Your body, well, you know, it's been like this for 20 years. It's not, it's not an impossible situation. God gives life to things. That's who he is. He's the life giver. And it's not just, well, he made me a new creature. Yes, he made you a new creature, but so you can ex- experience his life here on this earth. So it says, he gives life, he quickens the dead. It means he gives life to the dead things. What does that mean? Those dead things aren't dead anymore. Those dead things come back to life. Because the power of God goes in. Power of God goes into the mind, goes into the body, goes into the knees, goes into your checkbook, goes into your bank account. Power of God goes into your, your abilities when you're at work. Power of God goes in and causes favor to come to you. That's the power of God. It quickens things. It turns things that look impossible and makes it possible. Come on, but you've got to come in line and say, what am I saying? What am I calling for? What am I becoming? Am I becoming what he has made me? Or have I become so used to what I see, so used to what I feel that that is my norm? And I don't expect anything different. Say, not me. Not me, not not you, because you've got the power of God on your side. You know that God's made you something. He's called you something. Come on. And it goes on to say, he calls those things, which be not as though they were. He's calling those things that be not as though they were. He's not calling things as he sees it. God doesn't call things how he sees it. He doesn't call, he doesn't look at things and go, that's the way it is. No, he looks at, this is my plan. This is how I've made you. This is what I have for you. That's what I see. See, the Bible talks about there's a seen realm and there's an unseen realm. And so many times we can get so used to living in the seen realm. And we forget that there is an unseen realm, that things are subject to change. Amen. And so it's up to us to hook up with God and to call those things. What are you calling for? You know, every day you're talking, you're speaking words of life or words of death. You're calling for something. I said, you're calling for something. And if you're not calling for life in your life, if you're not calling for the blessings of the Lord, you're not calling for in what you're believing God for, those things won't come. Though God has made them yours. See, God made Abraham the father of many nations. 
But he had to hook up his faith. He could not consider the things that he saw. He couldn't consider the natural realm, right? right. It goes on to say, um, who, be- who against hope, verse 18, believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations. I love what the Amplified says. Um, for human reason, hope being gone. Hope was gone. There was no hope. In the natural. <laughs> in the natural, there was no hope. Some of you may be looking at things right now, and in the natural, it looks like there's no way out. There's no hope for me. But I'm going to tell you, you don't look at the natural. You keep your eyes on Jesus. You keep your eyes on Father God, the creator of the universe. And you hook up with him and go, Lord, what do I need to do? What do I need to call for? What do I need to start seeing in the spirit? Because right now I'm seeing too many things in the natural, and it's causing me to be moved. It's causing me to speak the wrong things, causing me to talk at the dinner table about the wrong things. What are you talking about? Because, what, well, I was just talking to my spouse. Yeah, but you're calling for that. If you're talking about your bills and your debt, and I don't know how we're going to make it, you're calling those things into existence. Now, I'm not saying you can't get together and say, Honey, we got these bills. Lay them out. Present them to the Lord. Bills, we call you paid. Lay out the debt. Debt, I call you paid in Jesus' name. Body, I call you healed. You know, there, there have been times, I was fighting sinners, I said, Pastor Marcus, Marcus, lay hands on me. Come in agreement with me. Why? I needed someone. I wanted his faith. to. The Bible says, where two more agree is touching anything on earth that shall be done. But what did he do? He started calling. Body, you be healed in Jesus' name. So you've got to open up your mouth and call for things, church. You've got to call him in. You can't grow weary calling it in. If you want the circumstances to change... You've got to call what you're believing God for. Jesus, it says, he called those things that be not as though they were. And even when there was no hope, he hoped in faith, the Amplified says, that he should become the father of many nations, as he had been promised. Come on. Verse 19. And being not weak in faith. Come on. He wasn't weak in faith. He was strong in faith. Say strong. He did not weaken in his faith, the Bible says. And it says in verse 19, he considered not his own body. He considered not his own body. Come on. And it says his own body was now dead. (laughs) He did not take into consideration what he saw. He didn't take into consideration how his body was feeling, that his body was dead, When the Bible says your body is dead, guess what? It's dead. Can't produce any seed. It's not fertile. Abraham was not fertile. He was not fertile. (laughs) Um, And then it goes on to say, um, when he was about 100 years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. Sarah's womb was dead. There There was nothing there. There was, in the natural, it was impossible. Say impossible. impossible. It was impossible, right? But, but Abraham, he didn't look at those things that were impossible. He didn't look at the natural. We've got, that's why we have to keep our mind. We have to keep our eyes. We have to keep our mouth on what does the word say. Yes. 
What are you believing God for? You believe God for a house? House, I call you in, in Jesus' name. Finances, you come in. And when you get that house, uh, finances, you come in to maintain this house in Jesus' name. Come on, you're believing God for a car? Car, you come. I speak to you. You know, maybe you don't have a good car and you need one. Maybe you need a job. Job, I speak to you. You come to me. See, you got to call those things. Jesus called them into existence. He has made us his disciples. He's our master. He's our master. We're to be just like him. Call what you need and call it in. And stop looking at what you see. Stop talking about, well, you know, did we consider this? Did we consider we only have this amount? What are you doing? You're considering the wrong things. You're considering the wrong things. You've got to call for what you need. And you have to be bold about it. You got to, you know, give me a good job, Lord. I need a job, I need a job, come. You know, Jesus wasn't like that. He was bold. He was bold in his faith. Job, you come. Healing, you come. Healing, you're mine. I call this body. I speak to you. Be healed in Jesus' name. You line up with the word of God. I'm not moved by the pain. Pain, you don't move me. That pain, you got to go. Pain, you got to go. I said, pain, you got to go in Jesus' name. And you speak to it. You tell it to go. The Bible says speak to your mountain, not speak about it. But you speak to it and you tell it. You get in Jesus' name. You get out of this house. That's straight from the pit of hell. That sickness is straight from hell. Trying to steal your life, steal your, the enjoyment of your life. You tell it. You get in Jesus' name. And don't you give up. The Bible says hold fast to your confession. Hold fast. To what? To what you see? No. Hold fast to your confession. What are you saying every day? What are you saying about the situation? That's your confession. And you have to hold fast. Why? Because the enemy will try and steal it. Try and steal it from you. Try and get you to get tired of speaking the word. Get you to get tired of attending to his word. He wants you to attend to, to the natural things. But the Bible says, hold fast. No, oh, you're not telling this from me. I'm keeping my confession right. I'm keeping my saying going. I'm calling those things that be not as though they were. I call my family members in. They're all coming into the kingdom of God in Jesus' name. I call my children healed. They are healed, devil. You let them go. Yes. Devil, you let them go in Jesus' name. Dude, walk the house. I said, walk the house. Devil, you get your hands off my kids. You let them go in Jesus' name. I call my kids free. I call their minds free. I call their tongues loosed. I call them uh, at, at, right on track in Jesus' name. All my kids serving the Lord. you got to call for some things. you got to get violent in your faith about it. I said, violent in your faith. Stir yourself up, church. There's some things God wants you to become. There's some things God wants you to walk out. He wants for your kids, but he can't do it apart from you. Come on. Hey. (laughs) This is a good message. It's not a bad message. It's an encouraging word. I'm going to keep my faith going. I'm going to keep my mouth going. I'm going to keep calling. Uh, That husband, you're coming into the kingdom of God. I see you saved. I see you worshiping God. I see you serving the Lord. I see it by faith. I said, I see it by faith. And you walk the floor. And when he's gone, you lay your hands on his pillow. And I thank you, Father, as he sleeps. The power 
God's going into to that pillow and it goes into him when he's sleeping and you're ministering to him in the night seasons in Jesus name and I, I call all those wrong influences you be removed out of his life in Jesus name you gotta call for some things you gotta kick some things out in the spirit you better kick out those wrong influences because the enemy would try and bring, bring people that are wrong that have wrong thinking to your family members. Yeah. You know what I do? I just pray them all out. They go. I said, and they go. They have to. They have to because there's nothing stronger than the power of God. But if I don't open my mouth and if I don't use the power that he's given me, if I don't use my authority, church, you got to take your authority and call some things into existence and kick out the wrong things. I'm tired of the wrong things uh, being magnified. Acting like they're too big. Ain't nothing too big for God. It is not too big for God. You stop looking at those. The more you look at the wrong things, the bigger it becomes in your life. Well, I messed up. I made a mistake. Stop looking at that. Stop looking at what you were, the old man. Start looking at yourself. You're a new creature in Christ. Come on. There's some things that you've got to walk out. It's time for you to become it. But if you don't walk up to God and, God, I'm going to meet you right here. Guess what? God will always meet you where you're at. He'll meet you there if you'll come up to him. If you'll seek him, if you'll draw near to God, he'll draw near to you. And you can walk out the fullness because it's not just about you. It's about your kids. It's about your grandbabies. It's about your great-grandbabies. Come on, your parents, your, your grandparents. You've got, some of you have nieces and, and nephews and cousins and they don't know the Lord. Well, start calling them in. Start calling them in. There's nobody that's going to pray for them like you'll pray for them. Well, pastor, they know the Lord, but they walked away. Oh, well, guess what? They ain't got a chance. Because I'm going to stand up in this place and I'm going to take my authority and say, devil, you better take your hands off of their minds in Jesus' name. The enemy will come and he, he comes to the mind. The Bible says their minds are blinded. So you got to say, oh, uh-uh, devil, you better take your hands off of their minds. You desist in your maneuvers because he has maneuvers. He has a strategy. He's got things he wants to do. But you, it, but you can stop it. I said, you can stop it if you'll get up, if you'll get up off the couch, if you'll get your Bible, if you'll start walking the floor, if you'll start walking the floor and take what's yours. I said, take it. Stop letting the devil run you over, get you all depressed. How dare you, devil, try and get me all depressed and down? Ha, ha, ha. I laugh at your face. I dance on you. Ha, 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 ha. God is so big and you are so small. You need to act like he's small. You need to act like he's nothing. Because if you don't act like he's nothing, he's going to be big to you. And he isn't big. He has no authority, only the authority that you've given him. You tell him, take your hands off my marriage, you stinking lying devil. Try to bring strife and discord in my house. You better get on out. You better get strong in your faith. Don't you let him take you down. Steal your joy. That's not who God made you. Well, Pastor, I don't have any joy. I'm sad. Well, you know what? Put your joy on. You know better. We all know better. We all know better. We know how to ha, 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 devil. Ha, 
I laugh in your face. Try to steal my joy. Uh uh-uh. uh. I'm putting on the joy of the Lord. Ha 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 ha. Why? Because I know the power of God's working. He has no, he has nothing unless you give it to him. Stop giving him territory in your life. Stand up. Call those things that be not as though they were. Speak to that dead situation. Said, You come alive in Jesus' name. You got to speak it. You've got to call those things that be not as though they were. And that's what Abraham did. He was not weak in his faith. The Bible says in verse 20, he staggered not at the promise of God. He did not waver. He did not waver. The enemy would try and get you to waver. He wants you to look. See, God didn't work. Look at that situation. Listen, there are some things in life... You better leave to the Lord if it has nothing to do with you. You don't know why that happened to that person. I mean, we all know the enemy comes. It's the enemy. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That's all I need to know. Devil, you came. You came up in here. You tried to steal from my family. You tried to take somebody. You tried to take them out. Oh, now you done messed up. Olivia, give me my tracks. Give me my tracks, Olivia. Olivia, you need to order those tracks. I've been telling you, order them. Um, give me my tracks. I'm going to tell you, you know Jesus? Jesus loves you. You, need to go. you want to go to heaven? You want, come on. Uh, how many souls am I going to take, devil? Because you messed with the wrong person. Come on. I mean, come on. Why don't you do something about it? Come on. Yeah, quit talking about it. Just do it. Yeah, just do it. Just do it. Start telling other people about Jesus. Get your mind off yourself. Amen. Get your mind off yourself. Get your mind off your problems. You know how you do that? You know how people get healed? They pray for someone else to be healed. Come on. You know how things start changing in your life? You start giving what you need. Get your mind off yourself. Hey, that's a good word. Lord, I'm getting my mind off myself. I'm going to put my mind on. God, what do you need? What do those people need? I'm ready. I'm open. I'm a vessel. Seriously, because if you focus on your problems, you're going down. I said you're going to go down. Why? You're going exactly where the enemy wants you to go. And you've got to fight. I said, you've got to fight for what God has for you. You get violent in your faith. You get bold in your confession. You stand up. There have been times Pastor Marcus and I have stood up. We've gotten bold in our faith. We've held hands. We've danced by faith. We've ran around the house by faith. You know, what we do here, we've been doing that in our home for years. That's how we got into that home. One of us took a run. (laughs) Seriously, no, you want to move into something? Start doing the word. Well, we don't just do that here. It's not a show. Well, you know, we do it for church people. No, we do it in our own home. It's how we live. I said it's how we live. I'm taking my authority. I'm dancing by faith. I'm rejoicing by faith. You thought you had me, devil? Ha! You thought you had my kids? Ha! Oh, I say that all the time. You thought you had my kids? (laughs) I say You better take your hands off my kids. And I say this, church, over you. I say this all the time. I was just praying yesterday. Pastor Marcus and I were driving home. I said, you better take your hands off my physical kids, off my spiritual kids. You better loose them and let them go in Jesus' name. That's what I said. Loose them. Devil, you better loose them and let them go. I take my authority. As your spiritual mama, you let them go, devil. I don't sit around. You better not. You got to stop sitting around. Taking it. 
You're sitting around, you're taking it. Abraham did not sit around and take. I'm never going to have a baby. Uh, She's not even fertile. Her womb is dead. You know, he didn't talk about it. The Bible says he didn't even waver. He got to a point where he didn't even waver. The Amplified says no unbelief or distrust made him waver. That means there was probably unbelief that tried to come in. Oh, it'll try and come. Unbelief will try and come. It could come through someone else's voice. It could come from the enemy in your mind. It'll come. But what do you do with it? You better reject it and go, oh, no, you did it, devil. Try to tell me it's not going to happen. I know it's going to happen. I know the power of God's working right now. I mean, I talk back. You got to talk back to the devil. You're talking back. To, I say, tell me, some of you are talking back to the wrong person, talking back to your husband, talking back to your mama, talking back to your teacher. Mm-mm-mm. You talk back to the devil and say, "Devil, you better leave me alone. You better take those thoughts. That's not my thought. That's not the truth. I call you for what you are. You're the father of all lies." I said, he's the father. He tells you that's not going to happen. Oh, yes, it is. I see that changing. I see that, that, that circumstance straightening out. I see my body healed. I see my kids whole. I see them walking, talking, playing. I see it by faith. I said, I see it by faith. You've got to say something. Call it into existence. That's what Abraham did. The Bible says he believed God. And calls those things, God calls those things that be not as though they were. Amen? Amen. And he didn't stagger, but it says he was strong in faith and he gave glory to God. You know what's interesting? I told Pastor Marcus about, about Abraham is a lot of people, they'll stand and believe God for something. Right? They're at point A and they need to get to point Z. But they grow weak in the standing. They grow weak while they're believing God. They start to get an unbelief and distrust. But Abraham, it says, he grew stronger. He grew stronger. You can stand in faith and not get weak. You can go through the standing process and get stronger. Why? Because you're staying in faith. Because you're, you're staying in the word. Because you're keeping your mouth right. And the Bible says he grew strong. What does it say? He grew strong. Giving glory to God. The Amplified says, He grew strong and was empowered by faith as He gave praise and glory to God. Your praise will bring you higher. Your praise will strengthen you. It'll strengthen you. If you'll put your praise on, put your praise on, and it'll strengthen you to stand. And then you just keep calling and you keep praising. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All my family coming in. Hallelujah. All those debts paid. Hallelujah. I praise you, Father. This is a place where children are restored, Lord. Hallelujah. My kids are restored. Hallelujah. I praise you that you're working, that your power is working, that you're, you're, it's, it's not impossible. It's so easy for you. See, you got to put your praise on. Hey, 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 hallelujah. And that's how you grow strong. Hallelujah. That's how you get into some things. Hey, hallelujah.
21 says, and he was fully persuaded. He was fully persuaded. How was he fully persuaded? He, he gave glory to God. He continued. He continued. He continued to give glory. He continued to give praise. He continued to give glory. He continued to give praise. You know, you can't have bitter and sweet waters coming out of the same, uh, the same faucet. Decide today, will what I'm saying, will it be bitter against God or will it be sweet and line up with his word? Do an assessment this morning. Have I been talking the problem? Have I been Googling the problem? Have I been looking up how the world solves the problem? Or have I been strong in faith, keeping my eyes on what does the Word say? The Word says everything will be all right. The Word says I'm of the household of faith. The Word says, what does the Word say? The Word says by His stripes I'm healed. The Word says that healing is the children's bread. Woo! What does the word say? I got to make sure my, my words are lining up with what does God say. No more speaking death. No more speaking death over your life, over your family. No more talking the negative. No more talking about how you feel. No more talking, you know the circumstances. Get out of the natural realm. You weren't made to live there. I said, get out of the natural realm. You weren't made to live there. That's why you're miserable. You weren't made to live in the natural. You're, you're made to live. What does the Lord say? What does his word say? It's, it's all subject to change. It may be a fact, but it's not truth. I know the truth. The truth is God's word is truth. The, the truth is I'm healed. The truth is I'm blessed. The truth is favor surrounds me like a shield. The truth is my God meets all my needs. What is the truth? Speak the truth. Stop, stop calling for death in your life. You're speaking it, and that's why you have it. The situation will get worse if you keep speaking it. But if you decide today, I'm going to change what I've been saying. I'm going to change what I've been looking at. I'm going to change. I've been attending to the wrong thing. That's why that situation's gotten worse. That's why it's been magnified. You've been magnifying it instead of magnifying God. And God wants you to start calling those things. So strong in my spirit. He said, you tell them, start calling for things to come. And they'll come. Stop talking what you see, but start calling and it'll come to you. You know, when, when, when Jesus called Lazarus, he said, Lazarus! The Bible says he said it loudly, too. You know, he said it loudly with a loud voice. He said, Lazarus, come forth. Come. When you look that up in the Greek, that come, there's an exclamation point behind it. It's come. Come. See, there's some things you need to call. Come in Jesus' name. Lazarus was dead. He's, the Bible says he stinketh. It it didn't look like a good, uh, it looked impossible. But the Bible says he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. It means here. It also means here, here, exclamation point. Here. If you ever had a dog and you're like, come. Come. There's some things you need to call forth 
It says in the, in the Greek, it comes from the word duro, D-E-U-R-O. It means an urging and a calling. Here, come, hitherto, and then it says now. 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 You come now in Jesus' name. Healing, you are mine now in Jesus' name. Finances, I have you now in Jesus' name. Bills, you are paid now in Jesus' name. I'm all caught up now in Jesus' name. I have the wisdom of God. I know exactly what to do now in Jesus' name. There's some things you have to call for. Call it. Things have ears, you know. Things have ears. The wrong things have ears too. And if you keep talking it, It'll be magnified, and it'll stay in your house. But there's some things, what I say? Kick it out. Kick those things out. Some of you need to go home today, and you need to say, Lord, forgive me. I've been talking the wrong things. You know, Jesus could have, he could have, he could have um, spoke what he saw, but he didn't. He didn't. He said, this sickness isn't unto death. It's not unto death. That's what he said. It's not unto death. Glory is coming out of this. See, God will turn your situation around if you'll call for it, if you'll be bold in your faith. Keep that word in front of you. Keep praising God. Keep giving glory to God. Magnify God. Don't, no more calling things as you see it. That's how the world lives. That's normal. That's natural. We don't live like that. And if they do, don't, don't get on them. That's their normal way of living, you know. But you call for things in the Spirit. You come in Jesus' name. You've got authority. You have power. The Bible says, call those things that be not as though they were. Amen. I'm telling you, I'd call for it every day. I I wouldn't let one day go by. Like, how bad do you really want it? How bad do you really want that healing? How bad do you really want that whatever you're believing God for? When I was believing God for a home, I called for it. Home, you come in Jesus' name. You come to me in Jesus' name. And, I, and then the devil will say, there ain't no homes in Porterville. Ain't nothing here. You've seen them. They got blue carpet. They're they not pretty. You don't like them. You're going to have to redo the whole thing. You're going to have to do it all over. You know, which I didn't mind. But, I, but the devil, he'll, he'll just come and he'll lie to you. Say, no, devil. There is a home. I'd answer. There is a home for me. God has a home for me. Home, you come. See, if I didn't call, it wouldn't come. One day it came. One day it opened up. I said, there's your home. I said, wow, that's my home? But I called for it. There's some things that are, if I could say this, homes are good, but more important than a home for you. More important. Could be a relationship, could be your body, could be something that, you know, no one knows about, but you need to call it. You need to call for it to come. No more sitting on the sidelines. Amen? Amen. Amen. Did you get blessed this morning? I know there's some more things I'm going to call for. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Lord. Give me a mic, would you please? Letty, are you in your home? Come on up here, Letty. And Alfonso, both of you. Doesn't matter if things look like they're dead. God will bring them back to life. I'm going to have them give a testimony first. They didn't know I was going to have them. 
But I just want you to give a brief, I know like a brief situation of what happened, but just tell us what, how you're believing God for home, what happened, if you don't mind. So we've been believing God for home, actually, since when he was like three or four, I believe we were told we would, we would be blessed with a home with a pool where we could have, you know, everybody over, not only family, but church family, youth, you know, mm -hmm. we would be able to do that. <clears throat> years, years went by, it seemed like everything started going back downhill, you know. And recently, once we started coming here, you know, we just knew revelation was different. Revelation was different as far as the word that you're taught and, you know, how you can speak the word and not only believe God. I mean, we could, you could always believe God, mm -hmm. but, and the thing is that you have scriptures to believe God. So when you have the, the enemy come and tell you, look at this, look at this, you have to, you know, bring out the Bible and say, no, there's this, this, this. And Pastor, um, I think in the beginning of the year, you started preaching about what are you believing for, and I had three Bible verses that I was I, I pulled out, and those are the Bible verses I was using, but then recently, and I have it in my Bible, Pastor Marcus, you know, through God said, you know, make movement. I see your house, and God said, your house is beautiful, make movement. That was on June 13th, <laughs> and then that Wednesday, he taught again, and he gave some more Bible verses, and then I said, oh, that's a good one, because it says that, you know, God's word goes out and it does not return void. It goes to, you know, and I said, wait, you said this Wednesday, now this verse goes for me now. And then Pastor Nancy talked about that the Holy Ghost will always give you verses. It doesn't mean you have to have the same verses when you begin, mm -hmm. but they'll give you verses that go with that time. And, you know, it's still believing God. Not that those first verses didn't didn't help me, but it helped, you know, there was, there, I needed a verse, a refreshing verse, yeah. so I can go back and say when circumstances came. So we went back again and um, with the lender, and he's like, it's still not the best, but we're just going to go ahead and do it. And, we're, and I said, okay. So we went ahead, and we then my husband found a house, and then He's like, I really like this house. And I said, me too, let's go look at it. And as soon as I stepped in it, I saw two things that I wanted right away. And I, I just felt peace. I felt peace and I was, I said, this is, this is our house. So we, we made an offer. They accepted the offer like the next day. And then everything just seemed to be working out in line and line and line. And then this past, um, every, they, everything right now, they blame everything on COVID. So everything seemed to take forever with COVID. Well, we were supposed to sign our house already. And on Monday, they said we were supposed to sign this past Monday. Yeah, this past Monday, this one that just passed last week, we were supposed to sign. And, and we would have our keys by Tuesday. We, we had our money, everything, everything worked out. We were, we, were, we were ready to go. And they said, we can't find you anybody to give you insurance due to the fires. Your city is flagged as a red zone, so we're not, we can't find anybody. And without the insurance, the, the bank won't, you know. So I remember saying, okay. And I, and I, it was, I was at work. So you're trying to work and you're trying to, you know, take time to, you know, back and forth with your phone. And then I just remember I went to lunch and I could have went to lunch and I could have just like sat there and went, oh my gosh. And I remember I text Pastor Melina. I said, I know this house is mine and I know this is for me. So can you just say a prayer for, you know, for this? I like, I need this done today. And then I could have just sat there and ate my lunch and did nothing. But no, I sat in my car and I put Pastor Nancy on. She talked about being bold, and yes. I literally have been listening to Pastor Martin, Nancy like for the last two months every morning. Mm -hmm. You know, just building up my spirit. Like I said, she gives the, like just so much things that she talks about. Mm -hmm. So, and then I, um, and then I remember when she was here because I have this Bible verse at work when she talked about um, when she was here this last time that during this time of famine we will be satisfied because yes. we have an inheritance. Yes. And I said, wait, I have an inheritance. 
In the time of famine, there is, you know, I, I, there's, um, there's, in the time of famine, I will be satisfied. So, I mean, he could be meaning like food, work. No, but I said, wait, those fires have nothing to do with me. Those, those fires, this is time of famine, but the, we will be satisfied. So I said, angels, go forth and find me insurance. Come on. Within 20 minutes, I texted my husband. I said, it's going to be done today. I'm, I'm tired. This is, it's it. And they, it's going to be done today. That's it. That's what the Lord has said. And if heaven has me back, heaven's backing me up. That's it. He said, he texted me. I'll let you tell him he texted me. Yeah, come on, Fonzo, say something. Should I ask for a million dollars because he'd answer her prayer? <laughs> <laughs> within 20 minutes, within 20 minutes, within 20, they found, they within found 20 minutes, I got the phone call that, hey, we found your insurance and they're getting you funded right now. Yes. So, and that's just the beginning. So, so now I, I, I text her back immediately and I was like, you should, I was like, you should ask for a million <laughs> <laughs> So I just, and that now it's just, like I said, it's just new revelation. You know, we've been in church since we were young. We've been in church since, I mean, since I was young, since my kids were young. I mean, we've been in church. But the thing is, Alexa even said it. She's like, it's just new revelation you learned. You just were never taught this way. And now you're learning that, you know, that the, the word works for us. So not only that, it's just now, like Pastor Marcus said, believing to fill the home and believing to maintain the home. And it's really, really beautiful. Praise the Lord. Yes, you may. Um, Hold it up there. At our previous church where we were going, I... A lot of these messages I've heard before, but never like I've heard them here. So um, she said pretty much everything I wanted to say, but if I can add something to it was um, throughout this process, we quit praying for it and we started praising for it. Come on! It wasn't about like us praying and like we just like we need to call it in. Yeah. Praise it. Call it in. It's, it's funny because um, I use this concept now in my work, and it's just gone so like good for me. Everything's changed. Not only for me, it's changed for our whole family. And it's all been uh, like just simple little movements you can make in the yeah. in the spirit. That it's the it's the whole difference. Come whole, on, whole difference. So Praise God. At a certain time in our point in our lives, I think it's important that we not pray and we praise it. That's right. That's right. That's right. Go ahead. And then um. At the end of it, we were told that we were going to have to pay 4.2 interest rate, right? Oh, yeah. And then by, when we signed that day, it was 3.2. Hey, come on. And then the, and the, um, the interest rate. So I, I told them from the beginning, I said, well, that's not really what we wanted, but watch, God's going to see us through this whole process. And by the end, we're still going to see him moving. And yeah, right at the end, we ended up dropping that percent to, of um, interest rate. Praise God. A house in COVID. They got a house during COVID. Now turn around. I'm going to pray for you. Because the Lord said, you got your house, and now I'm going to fill it. And everything, everything to maintain that house is going to come. You got your house, and now I'm going to fill it. going to give you your heart's desires, Alfonso. Yep, everything that you need, it comes. And you just call it just like you did that house. Amen. It, you know, the enemy will always bring, thank you guys. The enemy will always bring something to discourage you. You know, they could have let go right then and there. Well, yeah, there's fires. It's done. Or, oh, it's COVID. We're not even going to make movement. Things take longer. How, how long did that take from the time you started? How many months? When did you guys start? I feel like it was fast. Yeah. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. If that, and if you want to say that happens to me all the time. I'm next. I'm next, Lord. Come on. 
Come on. God is faithful. What a good God. So it doesn't matter what you're facing. You call it in and you start praising him for it and thanking him that it's done. Amen. Amen. Well, we love you all. You guys have a great.